What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Shonuff71, a.k.a. Digadulamite. Purple bling bling, y'all. And your auditory canals are tuned into episode 192 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. As usual, I'm not in the digital studio alone. Along with me, got my partners in crime. First on deck, Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the high-res hater, a.k.a. the cat daddy, a.k.a. that gamer stepdaddy. What's going on, man? Hey, not much. Uh, Just happy to be here, as always, uh, with you two fine fellows talking about the hobby, the lifestyle, uh, the future uh, gaming. We love it. and happy to be here uh, with all of you. And thank you for, for joining us. Have a couple of announcements before we go forward. We'll let you know that we at the Gaming Vessels will be taking a two-week siesta to celebrate the holidays. So uh, we will be returning on the 8th of January. At that time, we will crown the winner of our Rolling Credits contest. If you're not familiar with Rolling Credits, that is a contest in which uh, on our Discord, we ask our listeners and our community members to please, 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 please post um, the credits of video games that they are beating. The person who has who has beat the most games or posted the most credits, uh, rolled credits, um, will win a specially selected grand prize. So uh, you still have time. Um, it will the the contest will end on December thirty first, and then we will tally all of uh, the screen caps of of these rolled credits. And whoever wins again will 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 get a select uh, a, a, a a a specially curated grand prize of a video game nature. So. Um, Again, it has to be the game has to be at least we're gonna say over ten hours. So you have to have put you know a little bit of time into it. So, so yeah, a game that's over ten hours uh, qualifies. So just roll credits and uh, may the best gamer win. So yeah, that's it for me. All right, and of course our show is a no go without Trader Joe, aka Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise known as the Food Max of Gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar? What's going on, man? Not much, man. Just uh, in in line with the uh, rolling credits. I've um, been kind of really debating about the, you know, 2023. You know, we'll probably talk about next episode, too, about the, maybe some resolutions, you know, kind of thing. I want to start, you know, beating some games, playing some stuff in my backlog and go from there, so. So I got I got a notebook ready. I'm gonna start like uh, categorizing based on lengthy games, arcadey games, and like um, also what was the other category? Oh yeah, uh, service games. So like I want to try to make sure I'm not playing too much at the same time and try to like you know get 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 some good gaming going on. So that's what yeah. I've been it's been on my mind a bit. So uh, one thing you got you want to take notice is if you're gonna try to do a plan and stick to it try to make it as easy to do as possible don't get bogged down with uh with tons of stuff uh yeah so just make it something easy that you can actually you know look at 
and uh and, and is achievable so don't don't put so many different things on your list or yeah, so many I, different categories that that it becomes a burden you know these lists are supposed to be helpful the minute yeah. they are not helpful you know we will just stop using them so just that, that's my only advice that you didn't ask for so well, it's okay <laughs> i, I kind of know that from also other things in life you know you don't want to like you like say for instance uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna go work out at the gym you don't want to necessarily go i'm gonna go work out six days a week when you starting from zero and scratch you know basically you just gotta get the your uh sea legs up a bit and so if you can start getting up two days three days a week you know kind of thing and get in a normal cadence and the same thing with the working through your backlog you know if i could just say i'm starting with one game i'm gonna stick to this game and Pretty much it's going to be my meat and potatoes and then kind of, you know, little little parsley of No Man's Sky on the side and, uh, you know, maybe some, you know, whatever rinky-dinky arcade game, you know, just to kind of palate cleanse. That sounds like a plan. So, All right. So that sounds like a good plan to me. Uh, I never make gaming resolutions uh, because I know I'm never going to – I don't have the willpower to follow through with them. I feel you, buddy. I'm I'm kind of so there with you. Like I'm like, why even lie to myself, right? <laughs> so I'm 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 a weak man with weak character. So <laughs> what is, what is it that Clint Eastwood said? A man's got to know his limitations. Yeah, I know my or, limitations. Uh, or, or the gambler got to know when to hold them, mm-hmm. know when to fold them, know when to walk away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I walk away from gaming resolutions. That stuff never. Kind of. I know it's not uh, kind of not on the topic. But are there any games that you guys go through during Christmas season? No. Make a or make a plan to at least play through a little bit of. I know for me it's uh, Arkham Origins. I guess all technically right. you could use any of the Arkham games. I think most of them, if all of them, don't take place during Christmas time or at least winter time. But uh, for whatever reason, Arkham Origins kind of sticks out to me. Uh, the Christmas theme is kind of really heavy in that game. I think in comparison to the other to the other two or the other three, I guess two it's a, three. It's interesting. I never yeah. really thought about it like that. Actually, to be completely honest, I've never really thought about you know hey you know, maybe it'd be a good idea to play this game that has a very you know or either a christmas element or a or a specific feeling to it but no i never have uh for me for a while we now have it connected currently i just have to check to see if it's on the more modern versions but christmas nights on the saturn like the uh christmas version of nights that uh, they brought out I remember that game. Yeah. 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 It was kind of fun because they, instead of the normal nights theme or whatnot, it's all Christmas uh, themed. And it's, it was like a short, like, you know, basically, I think it's just the first level of nights where mm-hmm. you could do a score attack and that kind of thing. But it's all like, you know, mid 90s Sega, you know, audio goodness, you know. So, so always kind of cool because you get to hear jingle bells and all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I know when I was playing Destiny, they always had like a Christmas themed hub. And uh, they, they would have it play this like year, a, so. they do, yeah. And there was always like a little Christmas uh sleigh bell undertone to the uh hub soundtrack. So I always I always dug that. But uh 
All right, that just kind of hit me all of a sudden. But as per usual, our first topic on our docket, as always, is going to be the playlist. All right, let's start with uh, Jabroni Chief. What you been playing? Uh, I had a kind of a rough week at work, so I wasn't playing as much. But I did play something new on there and that is well let's start out with the usuals first so i played no man's sky i'm continuing to go ahead and plug through the um, current expedition on there so i've been been kind of going in and uh, dabbling as needed on there i still want to get through i don't want to get to where the last time where i'm trying to scramble towards the end of the end of the expedition to get it done on here so i'm definitely going to dip back into that you know, all these expeditions coming up, it's like I don't even know how much time I'm going to go back to my regular save, you know, as far as the progress in my normal game. You know, I might be busy with expeditions for the next uh, six to eight weeks or however long they're planning on doing this. So, so I'll have to see if I have time to even dip back into my normal save and remember where I was at. You know, it's in a way, it's like, you know. <laughs> kind of in a way daunting a bit i don't know how you feel about doing expeditions des versus regular save or if it's even worth it that kind of thing so oh i don't mind i don't it's fine for me i don't ever yeah uh worry about it because it's just that game is just so you can just pop into it and pop out of it you yeah. know it doesn't really you just pick up where you left off it's so. daunting if you try to do everything, but the thing about it is I find my little pocket of, you know, the yeah. um, some repeat that I like doing. So yeah. I know with the current expedition I'm on right now, I'm like learning more about freighters where in my main game, I haven't really even picked up a freighter yet. I picked up a freighter in my, one of my prior saves, but then I was like reading a bit and saying I should wait the, before I get my first freighter to pick up a particular type with a particular level and that kind of thing. So so I haven't really even in my main game uh, messed with freighters all that much. So so right now I'm trying to repair the freighter I just got uh, in the expedition. So that's basically my like last point where I'm at because I'm trying to gather some materials uh, on there to be able to fix the particular components on the freighter to get it up to snuff, get it up to speed. So yeah, I mean it, it's, it's just, you just gotta you know just kind of set it down and be like okay you know what am I gonna do today or you know, or like, or like how you do it. You just, you're, you're just kind of like, all right, you know, let's, let's just, let's just go, let's just head over, you know, and do it. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, in a way, I do want to like put a little pep to my step, like I did when I was like trying to rush through the expedition on the last day, the prior one, on there. But you know, sometimes you know, you you start exploring, and you know, you see a point up in the distance, and guess what? You're gonna do typical No Man's Sky stuff. You're gonna go out and you know gather it's almost like i'm playing a uh, sci-fi animal crossing or something like that. it's like yeah and also i have been playing fantasy star online 2 new genesis i you know, fired up my hunter again um you know during game night that uh, des was able to join us because he's done with his uh semester of schooling and so it was like pretty awesome then we had also uh, jason surgeon fire uh, join us for a minute before you had to go but uh you know good times you know i got my character up to level nine on there uh, still get back in the flow as far as everything is concerned uh, as far as the game and whatnot so i'm looking forward to diving back into that especially with new um biomes ready to go for that game you know and 
whatnot that uh, you know it was one of my more prominent games the prior year you know on xbox but it's kind mm-hmm. of cool to be playing on playstation so so i mean it's free to play so definitely if you guys are interested and you want to play with me and des uh, definitely let us know you know uh, all the you know the free to play gotcha kind of crap is uh, with all cosmetics and really and truly that game i mean <laughs> I don't, I don't know how you feel about this, but I think like some of the uh, costumes and the hairstyles and everything's kind of just wacky as all get out. So it's like, but, yeah, cool. that's the good thing about it is it's just, it's just wacky. Like you're not, yeah. you know, it's definitely, that's what I like about this game is there's no, like, if you want to get stuff, great. And every day you get free stuff just by signing in and doing your stuff. I think this is one of the better, this is one of the better, um, free-to-play games in my opinion like like you can there's there's just a lot of meat and potatoes to this game that i that i that i like um which makes it all the more easier just to kind of get into you know for me so and like I, i like the genre i like the way it looks so it just it just makes sense for me so that's uh, kind of how I am. I don't like I I never feel like I have to spend money in this game and and they give you just enough, you know, to um to feel like you're still getting some of that cosmetics even if even if some of the cosmetics are really just kind of like just bonkers, you know, you can I never feel like I'm missing out. Like I have to get the stuff. Yeah. I believe or, or, the... or that stuff looks better than, than what I currently have. You know, it's just like, I, I never feel like that. So I roll with whatever I have selectable and I go from there. It's like, yeah. I know the quote unquote whales in this game are ones that like to hang out in central city and like, you know, basically show off and show off their various states of anime waifu undress and kind yeah. of go from there so oh yeah if you if you're really serious about it like they they record all kinds of stuff and put it on um uh youtube like they have a like they all of the um all of the uh classes are now in the game so they they had a slow rollout of a couple other classes and they are now in the game and so they have new you know um sets and stuff that uh clothing sets that you can look at and stuff and so people will actually do like fashion shows in this game and post them so it's just i mean it's it's just a fun silly community so that's why i'm just kind of like well okay (laughs) you know like i'm i'm not gonna do that stuff but it's it's just fun that that it's it's there you know so yeah I know some of the criticism of the um, so game silly. so far is like people complaining there's not enough to do. Well, it's, it's for someone like me, I'm getting the value out of this. I'm not sitting yep. here trying to like you know suck the meat off the bone or anything like that. There's enough meat on the actual game itself where I'm not sitting here trying to you know get every last bit and morsel out of it. You well, know? but that's the thing though. It's like it's like you kind of got to look and see what is what is getting all of the all of the content mean because there's there's a ton of stuff to do in this game you know and and if you play it every day for eight hours a day yeah you're gonna run out of shit to do that's just that's just normal math you know yeah (laughs) so so uh so for me you know i play it just enough to keep to keep to keep it fresh and and again 
I've played this game before. You know, I know what I'm getting into. So, uh, and so I'm just happy to be, you know, able to you know get back into it and be like, you know, okay, this is pretty good. You know, I'm, I'm enjoying it. So. Yeah. Uh, only thing else I've been playing, um, I got invited into, I, I signed up and got into the Street Fighter VI uh, closed beta. So, in fact, I was just playing some uh, some rounds right before we started recording on there. I know Kev got to watch me a little bit after you left Des uh, Thursday night. I hopped into the online beta. I like created just some random character off, uh, you know, out of the woodwork really quick you know the um avatar that you go into the fight hub is kind of crazy because you, know, you could create anything i created this like grandma with like big bulking muscles and a big of course gut. you did so, <laughs> no, I, I put her in a into did. a tube tube top so. <laughs> of course you did <laughs> kevin was watching me create this thing it's like it i'm sorry ridiculous. kev i'm sorry she had to, you had to see all that craziness that was crazy that was that they, they put a they put a lot of work into the character creator. There are RPGs that I play that don't have as much creativity options as what they put in Street Fighter Six. Yeah, you're gonna which go is crazy ridiculous. Too. Yeah, because there's a one particular there's a particular page you could bring up that will show you your recipe basically of everything you selected on one page. So you could take a screenshot so uh, that you could see what selections you made for every little intricate details as far as your avatar is concerned as far as your face eyebrows you know lips body portion you know, whole google i haven't seen a game do that before where it puts all the all the secret sauce on one page basically so uh but uh other aspects of the beta right now is that the, there's no story mode of course i can't go into metro city or anything i'm stuck in the in the battle hub basically is where it's at right now and that's the whole thing they're trying to test out the multiplayer and whatnot so um you know i kind of showed kev at least the the battle hub there's like a couple counters of course there is a um uh, also an mc that's roaming around um you know kind of like poisons uh basically brother from another mother out there you know so and uh i guess yes well you know if you know who poison is of course so is that the girl that's poison? That yeah. girl is not well. Yes and no, but uh, no. Poison is the uh, the transvestite member of the Mad Gear game. Yeah, I remember poison. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they really should have just put poison in there instead of the the freak show that they've got running it now. I, 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 <laughs> poison would have made better sense. I forgot the name of the character. I think it's Maxima or something like that. Oh, God, that's even worse. Screenshot or whatnot. So, uh, but they also have like um, Capcom arcade machines in the Battle Hub. So you could actually play old Capcom arcade games to earn battle points for Street Fighter. So I know the night that the. That I was showing Kevin around, they had final fight set up. But uh, today, when I was uh, walking around the hub, they had Magic Sword on there. So, mm. so they have different rotating old arcade games, like you know, uh, in there that you could play. You could also go and DJ with your avatar. Yay! Um, and uh, there's photo opportunities. They had like some little pixel art, like you know, uh, Pocket Fighter kind of display where they had some characters you could actually you know create a screenshot if you want so 
So, and then, you know, there's a tournament counter where you could register for online tournaments and that kind of thing. So kind of reminds me of what um, everybody's golf did with the Hot Shots Golf <laughs> formula where they're making like a hub for you to go and play, you know, online Hot Shots Golf and the same thing with the uh, Street Fighter 6. So as far as the gameplay, um, I was just having a little bit of trouble with the... Uh, getting in there and getting everything configured to my liking uh defaults they put you in modern controls modern controls basically is that it's a three and four button setup where your punches and kicks are just indiscriminately just based on the attack you like have a short medium and hard attack and then a special attack button so and i don't like that business i'm you know i want my three punches three kicks so it took me mm. a minute to figure that out you know get into the menu to make sure it's configured to classic versus modern on there and finally i was able to because i first couple matches i went into the battle hub um today i was like oh my god these modern controls can go die in the fire i'm just trying to play some basic ryu for god's sake so and I finally got the uh, control schemes uh, kind of partitioned out. And, of course, uh, I'm using a, a Hori Octo uh, Fighting Commander, the newest controller. It's a PlayStation 5 controller. So it's the first time I really took the controller for a spin. It seems like it's pretty decent. So, And I actually got like a four-game winning streak before, right before I dropped the controller, shut off the PlayStation, and jumped on here to record this show. So... So, um, you know, I'm kind of eager maybe to check out Street Fighter 6 once it does come out in June of next year. But I might, you know, try to pick up a fighting game or two in the meantime and get the kind of juices flowing and get the muscle memory kind of back in sync. So, so, but enjoy what I've played so far. I might dabble with some other uh, characters possibly before the beta is over, so. But that's me for this past week. Dez, what you been up to? What you been playing? Um, not really been playing a lot, actually. Um, I, I'm, I'm happy to report that uh, I am done with my finals, so I'm very happy uh, with that. So I uh, was uh, going back to playing a few more, a few more games that I hadn't played in a in in a while. So I went, like Joe said, I'm back at and playing uh, PSO. Um, very excited to be back into um, into the fray. Uh, they have some new uh, some new classes that are really kind of uh, really kind of fun. Um, uh, a uh, pet class uh, that I'm um, working on right now called the the Waker, and then there's the Braver and the Bouncer, which were some other classes that were in um, classic um, uh, PSO. But it took a minute to come in with the various different. Um, updates that are uh, seasonal updates so it seems like you know this is now you know the game is for the most part i, I don't want to say it's complete because they'll always add some more stuff to it but it does feel like a a, a much um uh complete more complete game as there are as there are other areas that you can go to as well and there's a snowy area that just came out and then there's a um uh, there's a snowy area, and then the other area is uh, the desert. So, so I'm I'm I had to start over. I did not. Well, I didn't have to start over. I decided to start over because I wanted to um, not connect my account 
I just decided that it was time for it was time for me to uh, just kind of start over and see what was going on uh, with the characters. Um, and and yeah, so I've I I, I have no regrets as, as I'm starting over from the beginning because the fun the game the game is actually pretty fun and the um, what's it called the uh, game loop uh, for it is pretty fun. So we'll see. And then Joe's playing it. Um, and then uh, Searching Fire is playing it, and hopefully we can get some other friends uh, to play it as, as it is a free game. And, and like I said before, there's a lot of content for it. So uh, other game I've been playing uh, still is The Outer Worlds. Uh, still enjoying it. Uh, one thing I will say is, or what I like about it, is the game doesn't seem to uh, waste your time, which is great. You kind of go in... You do what you got to do, and then you move on to the next area. The areas are not as they're not as huge or expansive as I expect as I expected them to be, and I'm totally fine with that. I think the game, the game, the areas that you go in the you go to in the game uh, never overstay their welcome, and I think that's a great a great thing to do. You know, because sometimes you feel like you're just running around the same area over and over again, just just looking for you know, for, for one or two things. And then you're just like, I'm still here. I'm still in this area. No, no, they, they give you just enough to do in, in each of the areas. And it, and, and it feels like you're moving, you know, the game continues to feel like you're moving. There's just enough to do in everything. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm here for it. Very happy. Um, and I'm enjoying the, the story and the, and the progress. It's, it's pretty funny. Um, it's like this, if you don't, not sure, again, it's like this old school, you know, you've been, you know, frozen and, and you come into like a, a super capitalist future where it's like a mix of the 50s, <laughs> 50s capitalism, you know, uh, which is hilarious when you when you really kind of think about it. So but it's been really fun and and I will be beating it. I've already, you know, kind of told myself that this is one of those games that I'm going to finish and, and complete. So um, don't know about the DLC yet, but we'll see. We'll get there when we get there. And the last game that I played is a little banger called Metal Unit, and it's on the Switch. And uh, it's got uh, waifu uh, mech pilots, you know, very reminiscent of um, uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion and, and the other ones where you're running around in giant mechs. But the funny thing about it is the mechs, the mechs look like a normal when you're playing the game, the the mech is like the size of Mega Man, but in reality, the mech is huge, and so the areas that you're running through are huge. It just, from the perspective, from your as as the perspective of the pilot, she's really tiny compared to the mech. But when you're playing the game, it, it's like a Mega Man game, so it's really kind of interesting uh, how they do the uh, the size and and change it up. So I am definitely like um loving it so far it's been it has been a lot of fun to uh to play and to experience uh if you love mega man if you love your uh what is it if you love your um uh i don't want to say chibi but if you love your metroidvania kind of roguelites this is kind of a really good one and the story is pretty good too so i have really been enjoying myself quite a bit in this game and it was like i want to say it was like four bucks on uh on the nintendo eShop. uh so yeah i have been really enjoying it so um 
if you i think it might still be on sale so if you're looking for a quality eShop game on nintendo you you can't miss it you know you 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 you, you could do worse <laughs> than than playing this game you could you could definitely do worse because it's 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 pretty good it's it's pretty good so uh yeah so uh, oh and and it came out from like i want to say special reserve games uh the physical a long time ago now the physical is like sitting at like a hundred 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 plus dollars so it's just kind of funny you know some of this stuff gets super crazy when you're when you're playing these games and you're you're getting these games and you're just kind of like wait what <laughs> you know this game is how much now what so it's just funny to me so but uh that's it for me uh kev what have you been playing buddy i i know i know it's been a lot and and given what we talked about at the last game night you have something to say about one of these games i do i do and i and and we'll we'll start we'll start off with that one first um i kick callisto protocol to the curb uh, say it isn't so oh it's so and i don't i wish it wasn't because i really do enjoy the game but those battle mechanics suck when fighting multiple enemies and i know they give you a glove that can push stuff away but if you if you're unable to deal with the mutation aspect and i'll explain that in a little bit you can shove stuff away all you want. The stuff, the enemies keep rushing back and you're still in square one. And I know I could have just buckled down and gotten through it, but it's one thing when the game is just hard. It's another game when you're fighting the, a game's poor system mechanics. And that's where I, that's where I had to draw the line. Um, graphically, it's a beautiful game. Um, enemy variation is limited i feel i've seen enough of the game to make that determination it's very limited there's only like maybe two different kinds three different kinds of enemies that i've come across and i think where i quit um i'm i couldn't have been more than maybe a couple hours away from the end i've fought a couple of bosses which are just not or nothing more than larger variations of the same things you've been fighting all the way through since the beginning. So that that part I found lackluster. But this is this is what what killed it. Um, so at a certain point in the game, they introduce the mutation uh, gameplay variant. And basically what it is, they pulled it straight out of Resident Evil. Um, they, I think Resident Evil did it in 5. Uh, there's this tentacle thing that these zombies have that once you do a certain amount of damage to them, the tentacle starts coming out and it will amplify the zombie and make them, you know, Super Saiyan bond zombies, basically. It's harder to take down, take many more hits to 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 beat to a pulp. And again, this game is all about melee combat. So what you have to do is you have to aim at the tentacle. They always come burst out of the zombie's stomach, 
shoot the tentacle, and it's an instant kill. The zombie goes down for the count, doesn't get back up. Okay, that's all well and good. But remember, Callisto Protocol, the computer decides what enemy you're locked onto. So if you're fighting, if you have a regular zombie in front of you, and you've got a zombie coming up down the down the hallway that's getting the that's going through its um mutation transformation which takes a few seconds you've got a sidearm so you could shoot it if the if this the mechanics would allow you to change your uh, targeted zombie they don't let you do that you can you can try and move the camera to to let it and then it'll it'll eventually switch over but by that time you're getting mollywopped by the by the thing that's closest to you and the mutation zombie is coming up running up to you and, and killing you now you do have a glove that pushes stuff away and you can throw stuff off of ledges and that's all well and good but in the section that i was in is a long hallway uh, thick walls on each side. There is no place to throw an enemy over the ledge to make quick work out of them. So the only option that you have is to either throw stuff in front of you or throw stuff behind you. Again, that's great. You can't but... throw Joe? <laughs> <laughs> Just toss him? No, no, you can't throw, oh, okay. can't throw Jabroni. Um Again, that's great, but if when the zombies are coming up in front of me start to mutate and they're out of melee range, I'm fighting a guy that's way closer to me. Okay, well, let me get rid of this dude. Let me let me throw him down and try to run up to the zombie going through the metamorphosis chain so I can shoot him in the chest. Well, before I can get an aiming uh, reticle on him, he's already changed because... Uh. As soon as they see you, they if they have the tentacle, it's coming out. <laughs> so uh, giggity giggity. Uh, so so I'm I lay one dude, throw him down with the glove, run up to him, and I'm fighting him. Boom boom boom, beating him upside the head, dodging his attacks. Boom boom. Well, the dude that I I threw down. He's running up from behind me, pop, pop, popping me upside the head from behind. So I have to switch and turn around and switch and turn around and fight two of these ridiculous things with uh, the the punch out mechanics that this game gives you. And I'm just like, okay, this isn't working. So then I tried it another way. Well, let me just try and brute force the the closest zombie kill him so i can be ready and just deal with the with the with with mr mutation further down the hallway okay i killed the the zombie that sprung up through the through the vent closest to me no problem but as i'm running toward the other dude i shoot the uh the the tentacle that's coming out of his chest another zombie pops out from behind and starts grabbing me, so I'm fighting him. While I'm fighting him, another zombie from behind sprouts and then goes through the mutation 
And by the time I'm I've done I'm done with the regular dude in front of me, I've got Mr. Super Zombie behind me just who's already mollywopped me a couple of times. And it's just like this just sounds is horrible. Ridiculous. <laughs> sounds horrible. This is ridiculous. And you know, I was something was telling me that these mechanics were going to fall apart at some point. There were some earlier sections. Where I could start to feel it's like uh, these mechanics really aren't holding up to the sex to the this this selection here, and uh, one of the one of the YouTubers, Maximilian dude, I, I he got a lot of retweets because he was playing Callisto Protocol, and in one of his streams, he just he just went silent, went to his uh, PlayStation Control Center and just deleted it. <laughs> and wow. said, okay. So he goes, so that's Callisto Protocol. Uh let's go play God of War. And and that's what he did. And a lot of some people were giving him flack for that. And I was like, well, you know, Max is known for playing difficult games. And it's like, I'm guessing there must have been something really problematic. I didn't watch his stream because I didn't want to be spoiled on anything because i was playing through the game my, myself but if this section is where he called it quits i definitely understand because that's where i called it quits uh i stopped the game and i deleted it and took it out of my hard drive and i've got it all prepped for a gamestop trade-in <laughs> and mm-hmm. It's just, um, it's disappointing because I was really enjoying the game. The story was okay. The characters were decent enough that that they kept me, the story and the characters kept me involved. Um, And I really wanted to see the game through, but I am not going to play through a game and fight its mechanics just to say I, you know, I played it. I, I just don't have that. My time is too precious as it is. Free time is too precious as it is. And I don't want to waste it playing a game that is that systems, not as difficulty, its systems are fighting me every step of the way. And I was like, you know what? This is a great place to stop before I get myself a heart attack. So that's Callisto Protocol, but on to some some other games that are much, much better playing, at least, even if they're not necessarily better. Uh, Gungrave Gore, I've been going back to that game and making some headway in that over the course of this past week. And I like the game, but I don't think I, I would recommend it. Uh, yeah, for- that was another one that was getting kind of getting kind of uh roasted a roasted. little bit yeah this is definitely if you've got access to game pass definitely play it there if you just want to check it out uh, i it's really not worth buying i don't think and, I, and the reason i say that i'm playing it on the hardest difficulty because i remember the uh the prior games that were on playstation 2 i think they were on were just walks in the park you just they, it was just aim and shoot and, and i i guess in a way that those older games were were kind of filling a power fantasy of an undead hero there's just okay really it kind of sort of makes sense in that in 
in that sense. I mean, the dude's already dead. What else can you do to him? Uh, in this game, what they what instead of making characters or AI more difficult, they just made them bullet sponges. And I think the next time I boot this game up, I'm just going to put it down, dial it back down to regular, not because hard is hard. It really isn't. But when you're shooting a dude in the face where chunks of his head are flying off and he's still coming at you and he's just a regular dude, he's not a zombie, he's not a, you know, you know, uh, undead Callisto protocol mutated thing coming at. He's just a regular dude. Uh, he may be a drug addict or he may be a, a, a Yakuza member, but he's a regular person. And he's got half a head still running at you because your your bullets have not exceeded his hidden uh, ex, his hidden HP. Yeah. It's 2022. We can have at difficult enemies as you boot as you boost the the difficulty level and not just make them bullet sponges and, and they are literally bullet sponges i mean you empty volleys of rounds from i don't even want to guess the caliper the caliber of graves handguns dang near howitzers that he's carrying in both hands and these they're they're just still coming at you it is it makes no sense and i i i get it but um yeah, if you can play this game on Game Pass, don't 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 go out and buy it. I'm I'm going to finish it and probably never play it again. So it'll probably be joining Callisto Protocol in my next uh GameStop uh trade-in. But some of the other games that I've been playing, I've uh finished the arcade timeline in Atari 50. Fantastic game. I, I, I've never seen a game and a documentary merged so well, I don't, if ever, uh, than I have with Atari 50. Uh, this for, for future projects like this, the Atari 50, they should use the Atari 50 template. It, it's absolutely fantastic. They've got interviews with the original programmers talking about Things that you would never know, you know, inside office gossip. And, you know, I learned that there was a, a hand, a holographic handheld that was supposed to come out in 1979 by Atari called the Cosmo. And it actually was the the cancellation from the because Nolan Bushnell had been actually voted out by the new CEO that had come in just a couple of years prior because his handheld was uh, deep sixed by the new CEO. And, and uh, I can't remember, I was about to say that programmer's name. He was one of the founding members of Activision. He, that was his reason for leaving, <laughs> for leaving Atari and just a whole bunch of little uh, anecdotal things that these guys tell you during the course of it. So I finished the arcade timeline and now I'm into the console timeline. So I'm, I guess maybe kind of uh, a quarter of the way through the Atari VCS timeline and I'm enjoying that. And as it, as it comes to pivotal points, 
you have the option to play uh, those games, you know, uh, <laughs> which I do. And it's, it's probably only something I only play for a few seconds at a time, because, again, all of, a lot of the early Atari stuff was two player only. And they stuck to that. They stick to that uh, uh, to that translation in in the timeline. In the timeline, you can control one, but the other character, unless you have another controller plugged in, is just going to remain stationary. So, at least for the early parts of the VCS, I'm just kind of checking them out because I never owned a VCS. So, uh, it's kind of neat just to check out some of those early, early that early, early stuff. Uh, moving on from that, I've been playing some Need for Speed uh, uh, Unbound. I think that's what the 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 subtitle is on this one. I, I might correct. be wrong. Okay, no, you're correct. Yeah, and it's good. It's good. I Need for Speed. Could I live? Could I deal without the um, uh, the blatant uh, culture? Uh, uh, the blatant culture, in a way, it's kind of it, this. Re, the re, it kind of sort of reminds me of old white dudes trying to be cool. So the way they have the the, the characters that are in this game react, and everybody plays, everybody acts that way. It, it, it's it's. It, it it's kind of like oh uh, hi hip children you know that type of thing, uh, <laughs> but the core of the gameplay is really good. It is a little bit of burnout, a little bit of um, uh, Need for Speed, uh, uh, um, uh, what was it, uh, Hot Pursuit. And, and it's it's a really good arcade racer. The one thing that I would say is that that first part past the tutorial is going to piss you off because you spend a lot of money uh, getting the car that you think is going to be your starting car, like really, really up to snuff and you lose it. And it's part of the story, and you can't get it back. Mm. That, and you spend a lot of time grinding away at at free to enter events, earning at most like the top coming in first place is a thousand dollars. You're not going to get first place. You're probably going to come in. Uh, if not dead last, then second or third to last because the car that you're stuck with and have to build up from scratch is super duper slow and has no performance mods, has no, you know, the only thing it's got is the boost. It's got nitrous and you've just got to work with that for a good long time. And that part is a that part is a drag but once you get to the point where you're actually starting to make some minor improvements to the car enough to start getting in you know fourth place on average for me you know coming in third or second on occasion 
and you're starting to win, you know, instead of a, a max of a thousand dollars, you're turning it into two and three and four. Once you get to that point, which is where I'm at now, the game really starts to open up, gives gives you more options. You're able to to either bank more money and you can start collecting cars, which is what you have to do because some events are restricted to different classes of vehicles. And you can spend some of that money to juice up the car that you start out with. It's kind of, you know, kind of like your choice, but the game is great. Um, I still like my hot pursuits better. But as far as newer need for speeds, uh, this this is the best one, and uh, I'm I'm pretty happy with it. Sonic Frontiers is the more I play that game, the more I'm digging it. Um, Sonic Frontiers is probably going to have a spot in my top games of the year. It's it's really good, and I know it's got some technical limitations. Um, I'm playing on the Series X. It's got pop-in on every platform it's on. You can watch the Digital Foundry for all that info. They go into real deep detail about it. But there are points in the game where I actually find myself laughing at the dialogue that Sonic has with some of the characters that you come across in the game. And I don't think it's necessary. It's... I I guess it's that they were they for they were really able to tap into or at least from my perspective make Sonic a character with charisma if that makes any sense. It's you about know, time. All of the all of the all of the other Sonic games he's just like this blue uh you know uh anthropomorphic hedgehog that can spin in a ball and break stuff and run real fast. That's really all I I've known from all of the Sonic games I've played in the past. And, and other than the, the ridiculous game where he fell in love with a human princess, which made absolute, which just give me the willies. Um, <laughs> this one, they actually took some time to make Sonic a likable character and he has some lines that are just just i just found really funny and maybe it's because i'm a i'm i'm kind of a 80s 90s well i guess 80s kid 90s young adult that it kind of reminded me of kind of like what they were trying to make sonic be you know that cool alternative to nintendo's mario and it kind of comes through <laughs> in Frontiers. Uh, but the gameplay, the enemies that you come in, in contact with, the bosses that I've been fighting, I fought one this morning that was, it was it was almost like they took, oh God, what was the name of that game, that, that Sonic game where I want to say it was primarily from, you were, the camera was behind Sonic and you spent most of the game playing it from behind Sonic's perspective and you're running and you're kind of switching lanes and switching there. I can't remember which I, I there's a number of games. With that yeah, there was a number of ones like Sonic Adventure was the first one on Dreamcast and kind of went from there. So, yeah, well, you fight a boss where that's how you have to beat him. And it was really, really fun. It, it, I think they 
they take aspects of the best parts of prior Sonic games or the things that people things that people might have liked, but they just didn't play out very well originally. And they refined them and they either made them uh, the cyber sections or they actually made them boss encounters. They really put in some work. They really put in some some thought work and design work in Frontiers. And it, it's just a, it, it's a great game, man. It's a great game. I I would encourage people to give Sonic Frontiers a, a legitimate shot if you have you uh, if you're on the fence. Well, is it worth? You know, I I know it was on. Redu- it was on a reduced cost for Black Friday. I don't know if it's gone up, gone back up in price or not. I think it's on sale at a few other places. Um, check into it. It's definitely worth it. Just don't and, get the Switch version, though. No. Yeah, yeah. Stay away from yeah, the Switch version. Not stay very good, from what I understand. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, forty bucks right now at some retailers. Yeah, so. it's it's absolutely worth forty bucks. Absolutely worth forty bucks. I've been enjoying the hell out of that game. It's, I've turned my Xbox Series X on more since Sonic Frontiers released than I ever have. Oh wow, that's where you've been playing it at. Okay, yeah, I ever have since I've owned the console. Because I, like I said, I I got Frontiers because they were sold out of the PS5 uh, version, and I got it for Series X, and it's it's a great game. Ready to double dip? Is that good or? Oh no, I, I'm I don't I don't really have a need to double dip, yeah. uh, because they're the the Series X and the PS5 versions are literally the same. I think the Series X might drop a frame or two at some points where the PS5 didn't. You're not going to notice that. You're not going to. Kind of, it's kind of curious if there's haptic feedback or adaptive uh, triggers. Uh, I don't think there is. I don't, well, there might be, there might, there might be adaptive features on the, on I'll the let P- you know, I'll, I'll fire it up. I have it for PlayStation. So, yeah, I, I'm not sure, but like I said, I bought it and I didn't want to miss out on the deal and I didn't feel like driving to other game stops other because I'd already gone to two. Um, and the, the other one was sold. The first one was sold out of both versions and the other one I went to, uh, was sold out of the PlayStation Five, and but they had one uh, Xbox copy left, so I just snagged it there. So, hey, you're supporting game. Xbox because no one buys physical games on that platform anymore. <laughs> yeah. So you really are. You're doing the Lord's work. Yeah, I know. And uh, today I've I downloaded uh, River City Girls Two. I have not played it. I'm I was an absolute fanboy of the first one. And uh, can't wait to get involved in that. And the last thing, <laughs> the last two things, I'm going to go back and I'm like I said, I mentioned I've been playing fighting games a lot. I'm playing Dragon Ball Fighters with my new wonderful Victrix controller. Uh, I'm probably going to start up another one, and I think it's probably going to be King of Fighters 15 because I've had that since it came out and I haven't played it. So I'm really looking forward to playing that. But the last thing I'm going to mention is my wife and I watched a Netflix movie called Triple R. Oh, wow. It is a Bollywood action movie uh, that takes place in, during the, in India during the early 1900s. So it's 
right you know at the peak of uh, british colonialism in in the country of india and it's about these two dudes who are basically supermen uh beam and ram and their quest to do their part to get rid of the colonizers it it is so corny yet choreographically brilliant at the same time it is this is my first bollywood film i've i've never seen uh, uh an indian film let alone an indian action film before and it it blew my mind <laughs> yeah it is a 3 hour adventure so you're going to have to set up set apart some time unless you're going to watch it in sections but so well worth it so uh, that's what I had to say for what I've been up to this past week. And with that, we're going to move on to our next topic on the docket, that being the main event. All right, Dez, you got the mic, bro. All righty. So for uh, this episode's main event, we had... Uh, it was a question that we kicked over from a couple of, uh, from like two episodes ago because we really wanted some uh, listener feedback and we got it. So I want to say thank you so much for that. So and a few little and a couple other stuff, too. So let's go. Um, so the first thing we said is or the question is, uh, what's your favorite arcade memory? So what are your favorite arcade memories? Uh, putting a quarter on the glass, talking about move sets of your favorite characters, eight player Daytona USA or four player M, uh, teenage or TMNT madness. Let us know and we'll discuss it on our next pod. So will D on our, uh, Will D on our Discord says, Bosconian, I don't know what it was about that game, but I was fascinated with it. Uh, also, good times with Gauntlet and TMNT. Um, I don't remember Bosconian. Do you, either of you remember that game? I remember it quite well. I remember yeah. it. Yeah, yeah I, I never played it in the arcade, but I do remember seeing it. I played it in the arcade. Yeah, it's kind of because it was a midway game that came out between um, Galaxian and Galaga, basically. So it's the same kind of deal where um, it just was a really good space shooter on there. I believe the ship moved um, through the playfield. You know, kind of if you took like the the sh um, car from Rally X, but basically put it on a background of a space. It ran on the Rally X board. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, so it kind of played similar in that nature, but you had to fight waves of uh, of aliens too. So I, I I thought it was cool. And you know, the thing about Bosconian that I was kind of disappointed, I'd never seen a home port of that game for whatever reason. So, like, there was no home port of uh, Rally X either on the Atari 2600 or any of the consoles of the day per se as well. So I'm not sure how, how that happened or why that happened, so... I thought there was a ColecoVision one. There wasn't a ColecoVision one for Rally X? Uh, let me check here. Bosconian, it was never released. Uh, it was released on the MSX in Japan. So, Ooh. But Rally X, Rally X eventually made it over in like Namco compilations. But at the time, yeah, no, it never made it over. It came over on the Vic, Commodore Vic 20 <laughs> out there. But that's the only... Uh, uh, home release of that game. So, wow. On here, there uh, was a ColecoVision Rally X. Was there? Yeah. I'm looking on Wikipedia right now. I'm not even seeing it. So, yeah. 
Yep, ColecoVisionAddict.com. They got a picture of the box. Well, there you go. Okay. So, uh, yes, and I do remember Gauntlet and uh, TMNT. The TMNT that I remember is definitely, it was always and will forever be uh, Turtles in Time. Uh, that was, you know, fantastic. So, uh, Rand in Discord says, when I was younger, arcades had been dumbed down a lot compared to what they used to be. But it was always a great time. You said it. Uh, whenever family or friends would go out to one and just hang out for a bit. Um, and then he has a commentary on the Game Awards. He said, also, the Game Awards is pretty lame this year, in my opinion. Uh, even with the games that were announced, really, it was just a cat fight between God of War and Elden Ring. Yeah. What sucked uh, the most was that I was looking most forward to the orchestra that played before the Game of the Year announcement, and it wasn't great either, at least compared to 2020's Game of the, uh, Game of the Year orchestra anyway. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I only watch bits and pieces of it because I don't really, I don't generally, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't generally uh, watch a lot of it, uh, you know, because, I mean, I think it's great that they, that they uh, give awards and applaud uh, folks within the industry. But, but for the most part, I'm just kind of like, eh, okay, you know, that's, that's fun and all, but, but generally I don't really, you know, mess with it. So, um but yes, I do think that arcades nowadays are <clears throat> are a pale comparison of what they used to be. And I really I really hope well in America, I'm sure in Japan and other countries they might just be still flourishing like it's the 80s, but but here um uh home consoles dominate and that's neither good nor bad. It's just kind of what happened. So um so it makes it kind of sad here and there a little bit. I get little sads. um uh and if you would like to respond to um his comments regarding the um the arcades or or what has happened uh uh, at the uh game rewards well i know for the arc for young people when i was in high school well there were two places there was chuck e cheese yup and then there was uh, show showbiz pizza. Didn't really do too much of showbiz. The reason we went to Chuck E. Cheese is because it was right around the corner from us. Yeah. Down on uh, West and Shaw. Yes. Yeah. Marks. Marks. Sorry. Marks. Thank you. Marks. Yeah. yeah. So. so I went to showbiz kind of, sort of often because my, my homie Damon lived like just a hop, skip, and a jump from there. And that was kind of like the closest to what i remembered cosmic empire being from or even earlier back in the day they just had a ton of games in there i mean a a crap ton of games in there and it was really fun to go in and they had some of the classics that i remembered from cosmic empire wouldn't surprise me if they had some of cosmic empire's games in there it really wouldn't have surprised me but like it's weird because there the there was a a Chuck E. Cheese in LA that I can remember going to uh when I was in middle school. And that place was a multi-story arcade. There were arcades on the ground floor, there were arcades on a second floor, 
And in my little mind, I thought that was the dopest thing I had ever seen. Because it, it was, was. like, it, I, I'm walking in the end, my auditories are just being flooded by these blips and bloops and blongs. And I don't remember why I was in LA. I don't even remember how I wound up in LA. I'm obviously, I was there with family for some reason. Uh, I think I had a, 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 I think my brother was living in LA at the time and he was substantially older than me. So that's the only thing that would make sense going to visit him. And we, I was just, I, if in my, in my mind, that was heaven. That was heaven because I was just surrounded by blips and bloops and bleeps. And I'm sure I played some games that I had not seen in Fresno. And it was just amazing. But I think the thing that really stands out to me was that it was a multi-story arcade. It's because like, I'd never seen that before. <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. no, so yeah, right. Rand, you missed out, bro. I mean, uh, I feel you. Um, I would say when you're old enough, I will take I will I will take you to Las Vegas, and there's I could I could probably take you now because there's nothing age restrictive about. They, they've got an arcade there that is uh, well, no, I don't think I could take it. I think it doubles as a bar, and you got to be 21, so mm -hmm. you got a little bit of a ways to go. But if it's, <laughs> we'll have to. <laughs> Because I don't want your experience with the arcade just to be limited to uh, uh, John's Incredible Pizza and mm. uh, Dave and Dave and Buster's. That's just so so unfortunate. Yeah, uh, Joe, do you have anything to add? Oh, as far as what uh, Ren's comment, you mean? Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean I kind of feel for him too. I mean uh, obviously arcades are not the way they were back. Then, I mean, then you could, like, if you live, like, maybe in Southern California or something like that, I know there's still some, like, decent, like, bowling alleys there with uh, some crazy-ass arcades, that kind of thing. I know that, uh, you know, people that live in the major metropolitan area uh, might have better access to, you know, barcades and that kind of thing, so on there uh, i'm trying to remember the name of the bowling alley that's like uh, like a chain that's uh, kind of prominent but uh uh you know kind of segue to my memories i mean i got a ton of arcade memories you know between uh, when i was a kid um you know chuck e cheese the one on um barstow and blackstone if you remember that location mm -hmm. uh, kev but uh that used to be my 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 jam because my dad known knew the manager and so we used to go there every day and got free pizza and all the tokens we ever would want you know and so probably reason why i need to lose weight <laughs> but mm. but that cosmic empire uh, malibu grand prix you know tilt in the mall you know and as soon as i got my car when i was 16 you know uh, being able to go to the festival game palace anytime i wanted to you know and uh being able to check out, you know, specific spots, you know, like uh, the Namco Arcade in the Manchester Mall. I even got memories when I was a kid because I remember taking a trip with my dad. My dad got some sort of like side job where he was t uh, transporting a car from L.A. to Fresno. So we took a, a Greyhound bus down to L.A. And I remember being down in the L.A., you know, big bus terminal downtown and, and uh, being there at like at four o'clock in the morning and 
that little arcade set up in the bus terminal. So I was sitting there, like, you know, playing Frogger four o'clock in the morning. You know, my dad's sitting there waiting for me to get done so we could go and get the transport to go pick up the car. And then, um, you know, when we're driving back, that's the first time I saw Dig Dug on there at some like Arco of all places it was sitting in there and it blew my mind. I wanted to sit there and continue to play it because I thought the game was cool. So on there. And then I remember also too, you know, just, I remember all these little spots. I don't know if it's the same, same with you, Kev, but like, you know, the liquor store that would get a new game. I remember super Pac-Man coming out at the, the Dorsey liquors over on Tulare and chestnut that I was just blown away because of the fact that, <laughs> That super Pac-Man there, you know, so, mm. you know, I, yeah, I, I definitely can relate to some of the smaller places. I was lucky. I went to where I went to high school. We had an arcade on campus. Oh, I remember that too. Yeah. I went to Bullard for like a month and, uh, yeah. yeah. Yup. That, which was crazy in my, it, to me, it was crazy because it was like, gosh, every high school should have one of these, but it was yep. just. You know, we had a lot of well-to-do families that had their kids going there, and that's who funded it. Yeah, uh, I mean, unlike because you know. I I went by I went to high school at Duncan mainly for like all three years except for my little foray at uh, Bullard, and uh, there was an arcade between Duncan and McLean that basically you go and. They had a ton of machines. They had Gauntlet, they had 720, they had Ghouls and Ghosts, and they have all, all these games there. But you also could go buy drugs in the back if you wanted to go partake, you know. So, <laughs> and all the stoners are hanging out, you know. And it's like next to a fish and chips place, and people out there smoking and stuff on lunch or skipping or whatever the hell they're doing out there. So it's like. Uh, and the, and the 7-Eleven, the, can't forget about the 7-Eleven that was just a block, a couple of blocks from the high school. It's still there. Uh, that was a great place to play games. Sometimes they would get newer games before the arcades did. Yeah. Like uh, that was where I first played Crossbow was over there. First time I played Double Dragon was over there. Uh did they have? Yeah, definitely the first one. I can remember the first time <clears throat> playing that game. First time I played Super Mario Brothers Arcade was there <laughs> at, at 7-Eleven. Yeah, no, 7-Eleven so, used to yeah, be a they, they were ooh. My senior year, we uh, half the time I'd skip first period and, and me and my friends would <laughs> go to the McDonald's over there by Fresno State and then go by and play uh, Shinobi and Double Dragon at the... <laughs> Sim 11 over by Fresno State as well. So, yeah, I do remember <clears throat> times, and that's how I met Joe. For all you don't know, I, I met Joe when he was at when he was uh, uh, just a wee lad at festival. Uh, no, it was at Neon, sir. Oh, sorry, Neon Arcade. Yeah, right by the uh, that uh, DMV and uh, and uh, Blackstone Bowl. Yeah, yeah, Blackstone Bowl. And so I remember, never forget Joe. Sitting over there, all like you know, eh, and running his <laughs> running his pockets for them, running his pockets for with the uh, running his pockets for the uh, for quarters on um, uh, uh, Samurai Showdown two. It was one. It was one. Actually, it was one. I thought it was two. No, it was uh, one. It was oh, he remembers. He remembers yeah. that shame. <laughs> No, I remember when two came out because two was in a white cabinet over there. They had a dedicated Samurai two cabinet at Neon for a minute. So, 
Yeah, it was fun. I remember. I remember running his pockets. It was good. And you know, I, Fresno City College and Fresno State had some decent arcades too. Oh yeah, the the bowling alley at Fresno State was a mainstay for me too. Yeah, so, I mean that uh, Playland in Clovis, which you know, I met a bunch of my uh, friends I still keep to this day. You know, Scott, Terry, Dom, Jerome, they all like hung out at the Playland in Clovis. Playland in Clovis was the first joint locally that had like street fighter um not street fighter uh that they, they had a really good street fighter 3 cabinet but they also had like virtue fighter 3 which wasn't at any other the other arcades in mm-hmm. fresno so i kind of frequent the playland quite a bit that was a pretty awesome arcade actually so but you know a lot of memories uh just to kind of shore things up i mean just you know even i could even you know, recall my parents, you know, my parents, we went to Cosmic Empire, they played a ton of centipede Pac-Man, because that's what people did back in the day, you know, that's how they bonded with us, you know, so uh, they would be in the arcades just as well as we would, and they would be playing, you know, Pac-Man, centipede, my dad, you know, got pretty high in centipede, he got like over 100,000, I mean, he was better than me, so... Yeah, my dad didn't play, but his favorite thing when he would take me was to walk around and fart and watch people blame it on each other wow yeah that (laughs) (laughs) the uh he would just he would just just crack up over that i remember specifically there are these two girls playing um uh pac-man at the sit down you know like the 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 coffee table table, cocktail table coffee table type one and i remember Walking up to, I was, I think I was going, getting ready to ask my dad for some more tokens, and there were the two of them were. I saw my dad kind of like off in uh, in the back, and as I'm walking past them, one of them looks up to the other one and says, "Did you shit yourself?" Mm. (laughs) I just started. I was like, "Okay, dad struck again." (laughs) Wow. But the the the, the the dudes that uh, the guy that either managed or owned Cosmic Empire loved my dad because he would drive all the creeps away. Uh, there was all, there was this one dude who was always just kind of hanging out, not really playing games, uh, offering tokens to kids. My dad drove him off. So <laughs> so, mm. the, so yeah, they like seeing him come through. Uh, one of the, since you talked about going to the Chuck E. Cheese in L.A., I remember going to a Chuck E. Cheese University in San Jose one time. We were, like, uh, making our way up the 101, going up to the Bay Area, and my parents stopped there. And, yeah, it was a pretty pretty decent-sized Chuck E. Cheese, and kind of was mystified by the bit, you know, so on there i'm also remember um, going to vegas one time too when i was 16 and the circus circus arcade was yeah i heard that was legendary yeah phenomenal. The circus circus they, was legendary. fantastic yeah they yeah. they had uh like a lot of the like uh, huge ass sega cabinets um uh, believe god it was like maybe power drift i think that kind of sequel kind of weird sequel to outrun they had set up there and all sorts of big ass arcade machines and uh, a huge floor, nothing but just machines. And it was just, yeah, I, I, I could have stayed there for hours and hours. I yep. wish I could have. So, 
we went uh, when we would go to Vegas, we would always stay at Circus Circus because that's where you stayed, you know, with your kids because you could leave them and they would take turns. One person would watch the kids and then someone else would watch the kids and then someone else would watch the kids. So, but, but yeah, fun times. Um, so lastly, John BT on Discord says, I remember how cool it was to see Afterburner at festival game piles in Fresno. I love playing things like that where the game and the machine were a full experience. I loved how Afterburner blasted you with wind. After Saturday, I took my daughter... Sorry, last Saturday, I took my daughter to a birthday party at a trampoline place, and they and they had two player Mario Kart set up. My daughter and I played around and it was just so awesome to play with her in a full arcade setup. See, stuff like that. See, I think it's those memories that are that are the ones that truly get lost um with the advent of of uh home consoles and stuff like that because you know now you just really can't have those experiences anymore well you can have them but but it's a lot less you know and 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 going out into a an arcade and spending time there you know while you can still do it it's not the same you know um but yeah i can totally understand what you're saying uh john and i'm glad that you were at least were able to experience that with your daughter um one of one of another one of my good memories was I learned how to play Street Fighter in um in an arcade. My friend uh, Eugene at the time, um, he taught me how to play. He taught me how to roll the controller and throw fireballs. He sat me down and taught me how to do a soyuken. So like, like because I had no idea what I was doing, you know. And he was just one of those you know savants at at playing uh video games. And so when I when I tried, you know, I just get my ass kicked. And so I, one of the reasons why I, I have such a, you know, mad love and respect for, um, uh, final, uh, final fight or not final fight, uh, 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 Mark of the Wolves, sorry, Fatal Fury is because there was a Fatal Fury machine at festival, uh, that was over by the old Yoshinos. Um, and he taught me how to play on that on that uh, on that cabinet. So I learned uh, on Terry Bogart how to play uh, fighting games. And I just was just like, you know, once you, you know, uh, that's why I just have like mad mad love for that uh, that fighting system or that fighting. You know, plus I just always preferred them over the Street Fighter characters. I don't know something about I did them. Too. Yeah. I did too. I really liked Andy's move set. I love Joe's move set. It was just they're just for me. They just were just 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 felt better. So, but uh, but yeah, um, thank you so much, everyone, for taking the time to answer oh. our questions. Did you ask yeah, something else, Joe? Yeah, just I want to kind of riff off what John was saying about the full size afterburner. So, like, um, I don't know if you guys remember, but like, you know, some of the cabinets were just ginormous on there. I know the afterburner moved actually. So the one he was talking about, I know at one point festival got a, another Sega game, another sequel to afterburner. I think it's called like R360, where it was actually a pod that kind of rotated in a 360 axis. So mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah, I remember of... seeing it. I never played it. I remember. I never seeing played it. it. I think I played it once, but yeah, it just it made me start thinking of like huge cabinets like the disc of tron cabinet that festival had oh and the ones you stood in 
like yeah, the, the ones you stand in, yeah. Uh, yeah, the Tron one, and then the there was the uh, what was that one? That Star Wars one, you know, that you could play. There was a Star Wars one, and then there was uh, a couple other ones, but yeah, yeah those are, it, those... it made me think too because I remember um, going in the 1990s over to Pier 39 in San Francisco to the Namco Arcade and playing Galaxian. There they had a Galaxian 3 where basically you had uh, up to six players that could go sit down and play on this huge gigantic screen. Where That's crazy. You know, go in and out and that kind of thing. So I thought it was like kind of nuts on there. So Cool. Well, all right. You know, thank you so much to everyone who took the time to uh, share your memories. We really appreciate it. Uh, so episode 192's question, uh, which again will be um, in two weeks. On oh, wait, this is 192, isn't it? Sorry. Sorry. This is 192. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, so no, the, the question bad. for this next question uh, for 193, uh, which will be in two weeks on the 8th of January, is... What are your favorite games you've played in the last year? It could be games released in 2022 or 1982. Uh, let us know your favorites and we will discuss them. We didn't want to say what was the best ones that came out of uh, 2022 because, uh, you know, we play a ton of different games. And because we have such huge backlogs, we want to be able to say, like, what's been taking up your time, you know, and we want to we want to celebrate that. So, again, it's games that you've that you've uh you know favorite games that you've played this is you don't have to beat them or anything like that it's just games that took a lot of your time and you felt really you know felt really good after playing them so share those with us and we will definitely discuss them on our show and what you know what that means people uh after news comes the jabroni gaming news All right, thank you, Desmond. So we don't have a jam-packed news like we did last episode, but uh, I'm fine with uh, that. <laughs> but you know, I'll, I'll look up more articles that way I can satisfy you, Des. So no, thank you. Okay. <laughs> well, first thing I want to discuss is that we do have confirmation. Guerrilla Games has confirmed with a job listing that it is working on an online project set in the Horizon universe on there the studio uploaded 17 job positions for a new quote-unquote online project with several of the descriptions confirming it is a horizon game on here so horizon is looking for a lead world designer to bring the expanding horizon universe to a multiplayer audience on there so it reads the uh, ad for a lead world designer role uh, another job ad reads that Gorilla is looking for an experienced and passionate senior combat designer to help create a variety of machine enemies that are spectacular, challenging, and memorable to fight cooperatively. So, on here. So, and they did go ahead based on the job listing that was found. They did post uh, on Twitter. Gorilla did. Uh, they posted all of the. Uh, different jobs that are available on there and that uh, in the social media posts on Twitter, they said that the game will feature a new cast of characters and a unique stylized look. Your friends will be able to explore the majestic wilds of Horizon together and they clarified that it would continue to make epic solo adventures starting series protagonist Aloy on there. So this is kind of a separate deal, um, you know, and, you know, Gorilla has worked on multiplayer games in the past with the Killzone series, you know, so it's not like they don't know how to do multiplayer on there. So I'm going to kick it over to you, 
Kev, because, you know, I think Horizon's one of my, uh, I hate most backlog shames as far as never played either of the two games in the series. But you think the the game lends itself well for a multiplayer experience? I guess it could. You could play off the tribes, but what I fear it's going to wind up being is a Monster Hunter clone. Uh, where you team up with a team, where team, where you get together with a team, and you hunt giant machines. On the on paper, that sounds great, but we've already got the legacy that Monster Hunter has. We have this other game coming out in fairly early next year. What is that? Uh, Wild Hearts. Wild Hearts. And by the time this game comes out, if it is in that same vein, if, I don't know. I, yeah, they're still ramping up. So to me, they're still ramping up. This is like a 2024 at the earliest 2025, you know. So Yeah, and, and I, I got to be honest. I love Horizon 1 and Forbidden West. I'm ready to see what Gorilla and Naughty Dog and these core Sony uh, studios can do with a new IP. And I kind of feel that that they're kind of falling in the Xbox trap a little bit. Yeah. And sticking with, oh, we got we got Horizon 1, okay, we got Horizon 2. Okay, great. We're working on a Horizon um multiplayer. Okay, that's fine, but then to 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 fall back and say and there will be more narrative driven story uh story games starring Aloy. It's like, well, I that's great when it drops, I'll buy it and I'm sure I'll enjoy it. But I want to see what you guys can do with something new, with a new IP, new characters, new story, uh, new elements, the new world. I don't I, I know this is a moneymaker and I understand this is a business. New IPs require a certain amount of risk, but I don't want this to turn into just like we got Halo Gears and Forza. You know, I don't want this to turn into, you know, Last of Us Horizon and, you know, Uncharted or what have you. Uh, your Sony Studios are overflowing with talent and their titles sell a lot because they're high quality. But I want to see more creativity with regard to new IP coming from them. Yeah, I hate to say it, but I mean another rumor which I didn't throw in the news, but Naughty Dog is maybe another Last of Us, yeah, Part Three, and then they're uh, also yeah. teaming up to take a, a new team to reboot Uncharted. So, yeah, mm, and I, saw I that really rumor. don't want to see that. I yeah, really I need don't new IPs too. That. I agree. Like new IPs, it's it's okay. You know, it's okay. You know, we can do we can do new IPs. You know, I know you're trying to do the ones that people know in order to, you know, cash in on name recognition and, and other things. But man, oh, man, you know, like I can yeah. understand I can understand doing a third part of uh, The Last of Us because that was so groundbreaking and it 
it is it has spawned uh like a tv show and a whole bunch of other stuff so i can understand doing that just to kind of end the trilogy hopefully that's what they're doing but rebooting uh, uh uncharted just seems like unless it's unless it's completely like completely different you know and we take it into a whole nother you know, area, and it's not just, you know, more Nathan Drake doing Nathan Drake stuff. It's like, ugh, you know, I just really... It's the same thing with, you know, these long-standing, you know, um, uh, franchises. It's just, we can do other things. It's okay. I know it's harder for new IPs to, to get sold, but it is okay. Yeah, that's the thing so, with first party... Um that basically console manufacturers do have the cachet to put money and strength behind a um, new IP because it's the point that, you know, it's exclusive for your console. It's going to come out and people are going to look at it, you know, long you give enough time to gestate. I mean, look how well Ghost of Tsushima did, you know, if we have, prior to that, everyone wants Sucker Punch to make more, you know, infamous games, you know, so or they want them to go back and play, make another Sly Cooper. I think that's due, but... Um, you know, so just, uh, going back to the well is, is great, but like, I'm hoping like Sony Santa Monica, for instance, Corey Barlog was not working on Ragnarok. He's working on something else. Hopefully that something else is a new IP. I know based on the rat, you know, gossip sheets or whatnot, that there was a space game in development at Sony Santa Monica for a bit between God of War 2018 and Ragnarok coming out that they basically shit canned on there same thing with ben ben was working on a uh, new game that got shit canned too uh, after days gone came out so you know so we just gotta let let these projects kind of go you know you know yeah, Naughty wanna... Dog was working on a a night some type of middle middle ages night game oh, really? uh, from what i heard yeah they were working on some a narrative driven uh knights you know people with armor and broadswords and all that good stuff yeah uh, that would have been great yeah and it of course you know they've they've become the last of us factory um so yeah i i i need to see i need to see new ips coming because yeah. that's what sony's first party was a real because at one point all of these games that these series that we love so much started out as new ip a great idea is a great idea with mm -hmm. the right team developing the game with the right marketing plan you can turn a new ip also into a multi-million unit seller okay so. i totally agree and i think it's just time for them to just kind of you know i think i think a lot of the times it's just easy you know mm -hmm. low-hanging fruit you know, they're getting yeah. the synergy going with, you know, media on a lot of these properties, too. And I just hope let the media kind of be of itself by itself and let it sell the game. You don't necessarily have to bring out a new game to correlate along with the release of the said media property. So, you know, give it give it some space, you know, let, let it breathe for a bit, you know. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. speaking of Sony properties, yeah, Sony did confirm earlier this week that uh they confirmed a release window for spider-man 2 so it's going to be in a uh, released in a fall 2023 release window as you well know the sequel does include both uh, peter parker and miles morales on there as it should 
Yes, and uh, basically um, they did a PlayStation blog post. Uh, Vice President of Creative at Marvel Games described it as, quote-unquote, everything you love about the first game in Spider-Man Miles Morales, but more. There's multiple foes. I could say the story very much continues and picks up from Marvel Spider-Man to Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. I don't want to reveal too much, but it's the next big chapter. There's a lot of threads, a lot of characters that were in the first two games that you'll see here on here they also commented that you know as you well know they're working on the wolverine game for ps5 and uh, according to the studio the game will be a standalone title it's going to be directed by brian horton and cameron christian who are the creative leaves on um, spider-man miles morales on there so so it is earlier in development the statement from insomniac stated that even though marvel's wolverine is very early in development from what i've seen of its emotional narrative and cutting-edge gameplay that the team's already creating something truly special like no shit, Sherlock. Why wouldn't you say that? You know, so I, I love hyperbole sometimes that come out from these studios. But you know, yeah, you know, why wouldn't it be great? You know, so I given worry. who it's given who it's it's being made by, I'm I'm leading more that probably ninety to ninety five percent of that statement is true. Oh, I I do too. I'm but, worried. You know. I worry. You worry? Don't worry. I, I, the only reason why I worry is because Wolverine is is a great character, but he's also a great character with other people, you know. So I really hope that if they're going to make a standalone Wolverine um, game, that they actually, you know, stick to, you know, use the source material and don't do something completely left field. You know, I really hope that they just you know, allow Wolvie to be Wolvie, but don't, you know, like, Wolverine's a different character than Spider-Man. You know, Wolverine kills people. And <laughs> he's gotta be bloody. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. He's gotta be gory. I want to see him delimbing people, cutting off heads. You know, I hope they have the, the, the fortitude to make an M-rated Wolverine game. Yeah, like it, it would need to be an M-rated Wolverine game. If it's gonna, if it's gonna, if it's gonna be Wolverine, supposedly the best at what he does, you know, it needs to be M-rated. Like I need, uh, yeah, like please give us an M-rated Wolverine story, and you know we can get it done, and it'll be great, and you know it'll be fantastic. That's all I, that's all I hope for. And I hope that they allow him to actually have a secondary cast of people that are from the comic books. Like I, I would love to see, you know, some of the X-Men pop in. They don't have to be like front and center, but I would love for them to pop in. You know, I would love to see Storm, love to see Nightcrawler, love to see other X-Men, you know. And when you say standalone, you know, Wolverine story, it's like, what does that mean? You know, what does that mean? Is he going to be running around all sad and morose and stuff? Or are we going to get like, you know, full but, I mean, that's Logan, gonna... right? I mean, uh, it depends. Shit. he's been through a lot of shit. It depends. It depends on who on on which Logan you're you're going for. You know, Logan has done a lot of stuff and been and been really kind of uh, a mentor. He's been uh, a lone wolf. He's been a ton of stuff. So I just don't know which version we're going to get. It seems like we're going to get the uh, the kind of feral just just coming just becoming coming onto his own. So it might be early in his career or early, you know, w- w- before he's met the X Men. So which is fine too. 
you know that that yeah, I don't want them being I don't want them spouting off one-liners like Peter. I mean, oh, no. because that's not the Logan no. that I remember no. when I was reading comic books. No, you know, it can't be him. So. Like, that, it can't be that Wolverine. If it's that Wolverine, yeah, it's it's not know. the Fox like uh, you know X Men Wolverine no. or anything. No, it's got to be it's got to be a mature. You know, I'm you know, I'm here to kill you. Yeah, you know, I'm yeah. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I'm that broken sort of person who needs, you know, who 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 hasn't found his 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 tribe yet, kind of thing. I think I think if they did something like that, that would be kind of cool. That'd be kind of cool. So I'm I'm here for it. I think it's going to be great. All right. Now staying in the, in the uh, PlayStation wheelhouse here, uh, Sony did announce their PlayStation Plus uh, extra and premium titles for the month of December on here so you got a lot of value here just in case i know a lot the the playstation mo instead of games fast they will bring out multiple games in a particular series right at the same time and drop them right into the service so uh for december they have wwe 2k22 they have three far cry games far cry 5 new dawn and primal uh mortal shell the kind of souls like uh Sci-fi game is dropping for both PS4 and PS5. If you wanted to check out some of the more recent Yakuza games, they got Yakuza 6, Yakuza Like a Dragon and Judgment uh, dropping into the service. Uh, They have both Middle Earth games, Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of War. So, Kev, I know you were trying to play that more recently on Xbox, I think, where you own Shadow of War, I think, right? Yeah, but I won't be going back to it. It's not a good game. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the pedestrian mm-hmm. as well on there. Uh, what else? Here's some games for the kids. I won't repeat here. Um, Pillars of Eternity 2, Deadfire, PlayStation 4 version is coming out. I know both me and uh, Dez both own that game. So, all right, uh, these aren't live yet though, right? No, no, not okay. yet. Uh, yeah, I think it's after drop. the eighth, right, or the tenth? I can't remember, but it, it'll be sometime in the first couple of weeks, right? No, seventeenth. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. You said it's, it's December, com- not January. So yeah, it should be coming out any time now. It should it should drop on the twentieth, I believe. Oh, twentieth. So. Okay. Yeah. So it's coming out this, this come, upcoming Tuesday. Now they do for people that have premium. They kind of are lacking in the premium, but they do have a decent game to select from. They have Ridge Racer Two from the PSP, which I happen to own physically on there, and I played that game quite a bit. And so that's like your like you know tons of tracks on that particular version so i'm kind of curious how that's going to look then from there but uh you know um overall are you guys satisfied you think i think we what we re- reiterated before is extras in the our wheelhouse premiums kind of meh you know i haven't uh-huh. i haven't taken advantage of the um the trials because the trials are in the premium tier on there and the game streaming and you know i haven't done the ps3 games either i mean there's there's enough there where it's games i might have already owned that i'm cool with not having to go grab the disc (laughs) and there's certain games on there too that i've been downloading and um, putting in my backlog on there but there i think for people out there are looking for things to play like especially if you just own one console i think it's a good base to go back and play some of these old ps4 games for sure and the dabble in the ps5 games that are available on the service as well so yeah extra is is where the meat is where the meat's at uh my opinion it's the best gaming service around 
an extra. Um, the premium has been lacking, but Ridge Racer 2 and Heavenly Sword, at least for me, is a great start. I mean, I know it's the, this has been going around for a few months, but I'll just say start. <laughs> because it really should have been much better at start than it was. Yeah. But um, but I I decided to maintain my premium and uh, I'll go for Heaven Ridge Racer Two Heavenly Sword. Yeah, I'll rock with that one. While don't ask me when I'm going to get around to play them, <laughs> but, but hmm. uh, I think those two games are worth maintaining. The, the the discounted rate you know uh, i have to say it, holding on to premium for that yeah i hate to say it but it's like you know with all the service like you know uh culture wars on twitter you know talking about games pass and playstation plus that kind of you know people are not talking about playstation plus enough in retrospect and you know you know i know games pass is the only game in town you know on the xbox but it's uh I think PlayStation Plus does offer a great value for people that want to play on the PlayStation for sure. So, but you know, I think that's part of the plan because PlayStation Plus is not meant to be your primary source for content. No, it's like a library, basically. It's so, a yeah. library, particularly if you've never owned a PlayStation platform before. That is a gold mine of content for you. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I'm I have no problem with how it's being advertised. I don't want them to start pushing a service over games. We already have one company that that does that. We don't need it. We don't need two. Yeah, there's enough unique characteristics. I mean, let Xbox do their thing on there. I'm hoping that all this these seeds that Xbox is planting for Games Pass with all these companies that they have acquired kind of kind of fruition we'll see in 2023 so you know i know you got, uh, you got more you got more hope for than i do it's, it's like <laughs> how long are we gonna wait <laughs> uh to me it's all gravy because i don't come in with any expectations so that's the thing so to me i, I have mean, the I product grab... i i have expectation <laughs> i have their product sitting behind my tv it didn't cost me anything but i still have it it's yeah. like damn y'all gotta give me something uh, according, and I didn't have this in the outline, but I'll mention it because I know you posted it in the Discord today. We kind of post news in the Discord all the time, so come join our Discord. But uh, the current uh, hubbub is saying that early 2023 that we will have an Xbox showcase on here, um, and it's going to be early on there, and um, they're going to be able to go ahead and blow out and kind of show everything that's going on for uh, 2023 for xbox because there's a lot of uncertainty there's no confirmed release dates for a lot of titles so on here so i'm i'm if they want to bring bring the thunder bring the thunder they kind of were missing at the game awards for the most part so maybe they were rolling up everything and kind of going from there i mean you know, one thing that is coming for Game Pass in tw in January is Monster Hunter Rise is going to be on there. So, I know we're all planning on probably purchasing and playing on PlayStation. No, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. I haven't decided whether or not I'm going to get that game or not. I I probably will. If you guys get it and play it, I probably will. Uh, but yeah, I'm. I'm 
brothers yeah. will be waiting for World Two. <laughs> well, we'll probably be waiting if for you guys another year. Well, I don't know. We're we're gonna gonna down. Yeah. I know John BT is down. We had a burger bet going on about when when the new one's going to come out. So we haven't we haven't re- uh, we haven't talked about it. But that's something else. So burger bets. Yeah. So. All right, and then other news I want to kind of cover. Um, they did. Capcom had a blowout um, to kind of give all the deets, more deets on the Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection uh, release date and some of its features. And yeah, it's coming out on April 14th on the Switch, on PS4, and on Steam. If you want to pick it up digitally, there's two separate volumes. There's like a Mega Man Battle Network one and three, and then four and six. If you want to buy a physical, you get everything in one package on there. So, think I might have to do it. It's retailing for fifty nine ninety nine, but there's a ton of content in there. There's six different Battle Mega Man Battle Network games, including. Uh, they were commenting that there's, there's more. I mean, online multiplayer. You know, um, there's a gallery with over a thousand illustrations, a music mode with over of 150 songs on there, um, and they also have some like, uh, you know, basically the updated versions of the games that like there was content cut out of Mega Man Battle Network Six that included like some. Baktai, um, you know, crossover content. Baktai, if you didn't know, was that Hideo Kojima game that came out for the Game Boy Advance mm-hmm. that used the sun sensor. You had to go play it in the sun to yeah. power up your dude <laughs> on there. So yeah, they have like so technically, Joe, it's ten games. Although they're the games. same, they're the same. Games oh, are you talking about the the different versions? Like yeah. The, so they, uh, they all the versions are in it, but it doesn't really matter because it's literally the same game. It's yeah. just the, the stuff is. This, uh, it was like that they did that Pokemon thing where you would get certain certain cards or certain people and then you could switch them and change them with your friends because like they really went a Pokemon route with that game, which I thought was with that series. And I thought, OK, you know, I thought it was kind of cool. And then Joe would buy one and then I would buy one. And then the same thing with Pokemon. But I'm really excited for it. Plus all of the um, all the stuff. That was, or at least what I understand, please correct me if I'm wrong, Joe, all the stuff that was uh, specific or region locked to Japan will be there too. So like specific like uh, like uh, uh, chips and stuff is there. Like I'm super excited for this. Like I loved uh, Mega Man Battle Network. So I think this is one of those ones that like I might get for Switch, like just to have it for Switch. But but play it on my um, PS5 or PS4. So, because I think the Switch version of this is, well, I don't know though. Like I kind of like, I don't, I don't like to be a speculator, but I, I always played it on my Switch. So part of me wants to play it on my Switch. And I think that on the, the Nintendo console, you mean? Yeah. Like I, I played it on the, D, uh, on the Game yeah, Boy. On Game Boy. Um, so part of me is like, okay, you know, I want to, I kind of want to do this and, I probably want to play it on that system, um, and I want to. Uh, I think the system will be able to 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 up res it to make it look good. So, so like I, I, that's always one of the things that I kind of worry about when I buy games on the um, on the Switch uh, is like how it's going to look in some in certain instances. But I think it's. I think this is one of the ones that's going to look and run great on the system like it better because if it does not i'm gonna be super pissed i'm going with the playstation 4 version actually so 
There is an added bonus too. Capcom has announced plans to stream both seasons one and two of Mega Man NT Warrior, the anime that Battle Network series is based on. It's going to be on its Twitch channel early next year. They will also have those episodes available to watch for free on Capcom's YouTube page. So I might have to watch them. I have to watch them too. Mm, so exciting. So excited. I know it sounds silly, but I am just like super excited for this right now. I'm like, well, yes. the thing you know, the thing about it's you know they brought out the Mega Man ZX collection on there, um, and so this, they're just kind of giving the service out for people that want to play this content that you know it's been available for a year in the day, and uh, you know we'll we'll see once it comes out at this game, you know, maybe they'll make a new one at some point. I know they released like. Uh, like a kind of weird uh, 3D version on the 3DS, I think was the last like kind of game in this type of series that they kind of played around with. But uh, you know, if they do something like this, hell, they should do a freaking Breath of Fire collection or something. Mm-hmm. You know? mm. Yeah, I, I, you know, if they're gonna curate their prior back catalog of of games and ip you know it's like i wish they could go back and maybe make a uh, capcom dreamcast collection have both power stones on there tech romancer uh project justice and the whole shot i mean uh, i would love for capcom to curate their back catalog and make it available to everyone that way uh they don't have to pay out the butt to you know play a particular game i mean kev i mean if they brought out god hand on the collection maybe they make a capcom ps2 collection i think that would be fantastic as well so that'd be great that would see be if, great so see you know, some know. some uh throw in uh maximo and Haunt, uh haunting ground mm-hmm. yep. you know what other beautiful games? joe yep. yeah i'd be Haunting all that'd too. be all gravy Beautiful Joe would be great too. Oof. Henching the go go. So, baby. All right. Other news. Uh, we talked about Armor Core 6 last episode, got introduced at the Game Awards, and they did have an interview with Hidakia Miyazaki on here, uh, the you know director of Elden Ring, even though he's not directing this one on there. Uh, he did have an interview with IGN indicating that. Uh, that they have not been making a conscious effort to try to direct Armor Core 6 towards a Soulsborne type gameplay. So, uh, so if you're thinking Armor Core 6 is just going to be uh, basically uh, Dark Souls in the mech, you're not getting that. Sorry, no can do. So, uh, basically, boss battles are going to be the highlight of the game in this title. Uh, the essence of the battles, which the player reads the enemy's moves and then plays. Uh, games with them, of course, is provided as is typical from software. In this title, both the enemy and your own machine are aggressive and violent in their attacks. We're developing the game so that players can enjoy the dynamic and intense boss battles that only mechas can offer, along with unique aspects of armor core, such as how to assemble the right parts to take on the strongest enemies on here. So, of course, uh, armor core hasn't got a new game in the series since armor core 5 back in 2012. That came out for uh, PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 on there. And, um, you know, they are going to, you know, bring a game in this series. And hopefully people will kind of play along if it's not just going to be just another uh, Dark Souls, Bloodborne type of game. I think they have the wherewithal where they don't want to have this per se, like we were talking before about, 
you know, Sony first party stick in one lane. You know, they don't want to just make Dark Souls in a different flavor. They're not like Omega Force and having to make a Muso with the different skins on there. So, <laughs> on there. So, they stated that the game is a third person shooter mecha action title that will let you move around an overwhelmingly scaled map that represents a unique sci fi world with dynamic mech action. So, sounds like this is just all like hyperbole but we'll see we'll see once it the game is sounds like it is out one thing that kind of people were making the point about armor core 6 that kind of threw up their eyebrows a bit is that they are making past gen versions of this game so they are releasing ps4 and xbox one versions of armor core 6 and to me uh, i think it's like uh you know it's too late baby it's too late you know it's never I, too I late think, joe i don't think they uh should be dipping back into uh, having to create an Xbox One version of Armored Core 6 or a PS4 version of Armored Core 6. I know, what, what's your feelings about that, gentlemen? Are you kind of sad that they are still making a prior-gen version of the game? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with From Software not exactly being the most uh, technically adapt studio. <laughs> I will... Hate to have to see what happens. So, and then, last but not least, last mention before I kick uh, uh, the etc. at the end of this episode. Um, Square Enix has not announced yet the Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster titles, but they did get an ESRB uh, rating that kind of dropped, hinting that it is coming for PlayStation 4 and also for the Switch. So. Uh, so, you know, reminder, th these are the pixel remasters that came out on Steam last year that basically remixed Final Fantasy 1 through 6. Hopefully we get an official announcement soon. Sorry, Xbox fans, you went and bought it anyway, so. Mm. <laughs> mm, I don't think he's lying. But <laughs> Hate to say it, but, yeah, but, uh, you know, I think out of, you know, you'd mentioned that Mega Man Battle Network might belong on the Switch. I think these games might be better on the Switch as well, possibly. And I think the form factor and everything to be able to take these on the go uh, might be good. But knowing me, I'll pick it up for PlayStation anyway because I'm just uh, it's where I like to play. So, I mean, it just seems like these you know remasters are like they come out they come out for every every console generation. And to keep them fresh and in people's minds. And I get that. Plus, it's extra money, you know. Yeah. Um, I just hope that they're super, you know, uh, super budget. Because if they're, like, full price and stuff like that, nah. no. No. Like, yeah, I, I definitely think these, these you know, remasters, like, these are the games that flourish on the Switch, in my opinion. So, so yeah, I most likely will pick them up for the Switch. But, again, they got to be, like, a budget price. Like, I'm, I'm thinking, like... 15 to 19.99 you know i will if they release like a compilation just like with the mega man collection for 60 bucks they have all six in one package on a disc mm -hmm. um i would i wouldn't wouldn't complain about that at all yeah like, like yeah they did a if they did a uh a ginormous one you know that just had everything in it that'd be fantastic yeah, the price on Steam for the collection right now is uh, like all f six. It's like seventy five bucks on there. They're priced like I think for the first Final Fantasy one and two, they're eleven ninety nine each, and then retail price from three on up to six is seventeen ninety nine on Steam. So, 
Oh, it's not bad. It's not going to be like a full sixty dollar price for you know Final Fantasy One. Who wants to pay that much for Final either? All any of these games, but that's like crazy money. <laughs> they do that. Yeah. So, but uh, you know, we'll see when when this is announced. I know some people out there probably like Alberto. You know, hey Alberto, what's up? You probably want to play this on your Steam Deck. You probably might be already be playing it on your Steam Deck. So who knows? So. But uh, you know, that's another way these games could get uh, kind of played if, if you guys out there have a Steam Deck that you know it's like practically begging to be played in that fashion. So, all right, and that's all the news I have for episode 192. I'll kick it back over to you, Kev. Oh yeah, I'm gonna mention also too. I forgot. I'm the one that talks about game night. So game night, we usually have it every Thursday, um, 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, come join us on our Discord. We will convene there. You know, even if we're not playing a pre- something necessarily at six, and we get busy in our you know busy lifestyles. We know you guys are busy out there as well. But uh, we're open to play anything you want to play. I mean, I was looking today at the Chase's YouTube channel, and there's like some uh, you know Valheim videos up for us when we were playing with Chase. So you know, so. Valheim. Valheim. There's visual representation of our gameplay online. So, but you know, if you want us to play anything, I mean, even if it's Fortnite or whatever you want us to play, you know, I if as long as it's easy, accessible, and it's cheap enough for us to get to, we will play it. So, I know you're gonna draw that line at Fortnite, though, right, Kev? Yeah, I can't do Fortnite. Um, I I can do just about anything else, but I've already I've I've already been down the Fortnite. I took one step down the Fortnite road. I don't need to visit that again. I mean, we'll even play like whatever you want on Games Pass. You know, my Peppa Pig. You want to play my Peppa Pig? Hey, guess what? We'll play my Peppa wow. Pig. Pop Paw Patrol. I'm down for some multiplayer Paw Patrol. You know, whatever you want to play. Um, you know, addicts say stuff like that. Just saying, I'm down to whatever, man. I'm down to whatever. Let's just play. Let's just play. Okay, why don't you give them the deets where they can get the Paw Patrol multiplayer action going on on their Discord? All right. Well, if if you want to play Paw Paw Patrol with us, please say you don't. Um, (laughs) You can hit us up. Hit us up on our on our Twitter account. At Gaming Vessels, G-A-M-I-N-G-V-E-S-S-E-L-S. Hit us up on our Twitter page there. There you'll find the link to our Discord server. And uh, if you dig what we're doing here, uh, you're going to enjoy the community we're trying to build over there. A lot of game discussion. We post news just about on the daily. It's not news that we're reporting. We just find uh, links to stories that we find interesting, and we just repost them there for folks to just check out while they're checking out the other things that are going on over on our Discord server. Again, to discuss video games without the nonsense that's typically uh, accompanies any topic that's up for discussion or debate on much larger, much more grander social media platforms. So if you'd like to talk about games but leave the nonsense behind, Join us there at Discord. If Also, if you've heard something you want to respond to, or even if you yourself would like to be part of the, the madness that goes on on our recordings, hit us up at gamingvessels at gmail.com. G-A-M-I-N-G-V-E-S-S-E-L-S 
at gmail.com. Let us know. We'll get you on the show or you can respond to something that you've heard on uh, heard us discuss uh, positive, negative or different. We'd love to hear from you. Also, big shout out to those who participated in our main events. Our community, our listeners make this show worth doing. So big thank yous to Will D. Wren and John BT for their interaction with us on our question of the week. As I always say, without you all, we'd just be three old dudes yapping into the internet ether. And with that said, uh, that's going to bring episode 192 to a close. Uh, just want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas for those who observe. Happy holidays. And uh, we will be seeing you in 2023. So for Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the High Res Hater, a.k.a. the Cat Daddy, a.k.a. that Gamer Step Daddy, and for Trader Joe, a.k.a. Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> otherwise known as the food max of gaming you can maximize your gaming dollar i am shown of 71 aka digadulamite paw patrol for life yo oh no <laughs> oh no God. purple blade <laughs> we'll, <y'all. laughs> we'll be back in 2023 with another episode is peace